Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Hey, I want to tell you about the lab. If you haven't heard, it is wellness. Anywhere you go, you could listen to it like a podcast. Um, they're basically live Zoom classes, but you could listen to them on a run, or you could turn the camera on and engage with them. We have a thriving community of like-minded people trying to live better lives, and it's been amazing. Not only do we have the foundational classes like codependency and and, uh, ch- and trauma and relationships and all that, but we also have a lot of fun classes because it's so hard to make friends as adults, right? So we have tarot card readings, we have soul shower, we have astrology readings. Uh, we're turning wellness into a lifestyle. We're also uh, going to run a retreat soon. So come and hang out with us. Come ride with us. Go to the website to get into uh, the lab and then go download the app. We have a brand new app out with tons of audio. I'm going to give you a discount code um, and this is for a limited time. So if you're listening to this, you could join the lab for only $20. It's like a drop-in fee. For three months, it's $20 a month. Go to tatlab.app. That's tatlab.app. And the discount code is live better. It's case sensitive. So all lowercase, one word, live better. And I will see you in the lab. Vanessa and I are going to talk about um, how our love changes over the years. So um, our love is different today than, um, hopefully, than it was in our 20s and, you know, obviously high school. Um, And yes, that has nothing to do with patience, but I tried to make it. Yeah, it does. Sure, it it does. Yeah. I think sometimes patience is a developed skill. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about... Right here, boom. That's the, I guess we'll look there. Let's talk about love. Um, let's forget high school because I, I don't know if... I don't it, count it. Yeah, because high school is, you know, um, it's our first imprint, right? It's and hormones. So, it's emotional thinking. We're not really thinking. Yeah, I mean, I'm not to minimize the kind of love that you can feel, but it doesn't feel... Also, when we're teenagers, everything is life or death. Mm-hmm. So uh, when it comes to love in high school, everything it's is intense. extreme. It's intense. Um, I, I don't want to minimize it in, in that it, I'm not saying that it doesn't count, but uh, it, it's all about exploration. Yeah. Right. So let's, let's start with, with our 20s, uh, and I think this is appropriate. I'll say late teens, early 20s. Late teens. Yeah. Yeah. 19. Look at 18, 19 year old. Yeah. Um, love. Yeah. So like senior in high school is yeah, kind yeah. of the beginning, I think, um, from some of our love college. lessons and hurt and all that. A lot of people meet in college. Okay, starting with your 20s, um, what was lo- love like? For you in your 20s, V? Uh, so late teens, early 20s, it was intense. It was um, all-consuming. Mm. It was, for the first time in my life, having an experience of somebody seemingly like just seeing me and hearing me and loving me back with the same intensity that I loved them. So it felt like validating, it felt empowering, it felt like I could do anything as long as I had this person with me. Um, Would you say that our our 20s is when we have the big one? 
I mean, not for everybody, but yeah, I think yeah. that it has to do with timing. I think it does have to do with what we were saying earlier about like where your brain is at developmentally. Um, yeah, and I think we're coming out of high school where it's like the young love. It's our the, first like grown the, up. It's our first grown up love. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in looking back, it wasn't our first grown up love. Or at least I don't think it was. I think our twenties. I 20s, mean, I thought it was at the time. Right? right. It feels like that, and that's and we what, tried to play house. I mean, we definitely tried to be grown ups, but. Yeah. In looking back now, I look at how many ways we were actually so immature, but we grew through each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, 20s to me is when you think it's forever, mm -hmm. right? You think, um, oh, I'm going to marry this person. We're going to have kids. You know, you're, you're running towards the big advance and all that. Um, and I think 20s is, is, is probably our greatest fall as far as uh, getting hurt. Heartbreak. Yeah. And this, these are generalizations, but just from information I gather and also my Well, here's, let me build on that too. Cause when you say it's the like, we think we're gonna, it's gonna be forever. I think that's right. But to build on that, it's like in my twenties, the experience of not just myself, but of like people that I know, it's the, I think it's gonna be forever. It's like the assumption that it's going to be forever, but that it's not a lot of work to make it be forever. Like there's an assumption I think that you have when you're that age that because we love each other, that's enough. And this intensity mm -hmm. is enough mm -hmm. to make it last forever. Yeah. It's like what we have, uh, what I call the, the the sticky, the emotion, the love, that will conquer all. Mm -hmm. and that's going to solve all our problems. Yeah. So this is before we learn about um, tools. This is before we learn about things like codependency, family like, oh, dynamic, <laughs> um, our grown-up, addiction, Al-Anon, all of that. And so that's our 20s. And... Um, it's also, uh, here's what's interesting. It's also as adults, a lot of times we compare um, our 20s love, but it's a distortion because if you think about, like if you go back to your elementary school and you look at the tree that you climbed where you wrote your name, you know, carved your name or the, you know, the, the thing that happened by those lockers or that chair, everything seems miniature. And the reason why everything yeah. seems miniature is because you're going back now looking at that um experience or that environment through adult eyes but when you were you know nine or ten the world was so big right I yeah. mean, you were literally smaller too but everything just seems so big right and so our 20s love is like that in that when we were in it everything was big everything was extreme everything you felt everything um so when we're playing our 20s love back mm -hmm. we're playing it back through the eyes of 20 year old us not the 45-year-old, the 37-year-old, right? So Yeah, I think too, I remember when I was in therapy in like my mid-20s and part of it was also like processing the breakup of that relationship from my early 20s. I remember something my therapist said to me at the time that was really helpful, which was like, she started to question or had me start to question, is it really this specific person that you miss or is it the moment in your life? Like, is it the time in your life? Is yeah, it the yeah. everything that was going on? The experiences were new. Everything was new. Everything was exciting, right? Um, and, and it really helped me look at it in a different way because it wasn't to minimize the love that I had and the pain that I was feeling, right, in that moment. But it, it really did open me up to realize that it wasn't actually just about this specific person and the ending of that relationship. It was so much bigger than that. Yeah. And then our 30s love. Let's talk about our 30s love. I think um, in our 30s is when we um, actually start to learn about um, looking inward, um, dysfunctional patterns. I think our 30s uh, is the beginning of working on yourself, you know? So with you, was it your 30s where you 
saw your first therapist and had an awakening and all that. Like, I don't want to genderize this, but what I what I do think is is happening, at least in the dynamic between you and I, is when you say your 20s, I say my late teens. When you say your 30s, I say my late 20s, which is normal, mm. actually, within right. like even the therapeutic space. Like a lot of times women come to therapy and self-actualization self yep. a little yep. bit earlier yep. than yep. men do. And I that's think... usually a socialization thing, too. Like in our culture, you know, men aren't necessarily pushed to do that kind of inner work. Men either. turn the corner um, a little later. bit later. I, I agree yeah. 100%. So, so, so when yeah. you say your 30s, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I was more like late 20s to me, right? So I right. started therapy at 25. I was in a, my kind of second big relationship, um, 25 to 31. Uh, 31 and a half. Um, and so for me, it was that late twenties, right? It was, um, what happened was I was jaded coming into it mm -hmm. because of my previous heartbreak. Um, I think I, I looked for somebody that was different enough, but I, I didn't have my eyes open to a lot of red flags that I would have now my eyes open to now. Right. Um, I think I, it was a very codependent relationship, um, but it was through that relationship that I actually learned more about myself than any other time in my life up to that point, right? right? Yeah. Um, because I was in the stage where I started going to therapy, I had started doing yoga, I had found meditation, um, and I really exploded into this like self-betterment journey. And that's when I went to grad school, right? Yep. Like I really started changing my entire life. Um, and so I'm so grateful that, that that relationship was what I was in at that time because it was like the perfect um, soil for so much of my growth. So for Vanessa, late 20s, uh, turning the corner, um, going to therapy, um, having her rebirth, for me it was... Um, um, early to mid thirties. Uh, mm. so coming out of a divorce, um, just learning about relationship dynamics, uh, changing my definition of love. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so also I gotta say sexually in, in my twenties, I was just bouncing off the wall. And to me, sex in my twenties just meant putting it in. That was it. <laughs> Anywhere. It's graphic for a Friday morning. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, um, I get, I get it though. I'm, I'm, it's, a good, I, I, it's a good visual for what, exactly what you're saying. Uh, yeah, but it's not graphic. It's um, it's I like visual. I'm a visual person. <laughs> graphic can be offensive. Okay, so anyway, uh, in my 30s then was also with the new definition of was rediscovering rediscovering sexuality, rediscovering. Um, so my 30s was intimacy, a, intimacy versus like just sex, connection. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but my 30s was the first time. Um, I brought, uh, we brought sex toys into the room and in my twenties, mm. I couldn't do that because I was too insecure and I would feel like, oh, well, if we need devices, that makes me less of a man. Don't right? even so, get me started on this conversation right. and, as and, the woman. <laughs> and so as, and so in my thirties, um, I was like, oh, we, it's okay. It doesn't make me less than, um, it could actually enhance connection. So it, it was very, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a different mindset in my thirties yeah. and I was able to do things like that. So um, not only do our definitions of love change, but also um, what happens in the bedroom changes, you know? Well, right. So, and then speaking from kind of the woman perspective, I mean, clearly we're talking like heteronormative here, mm -hmm. but um, I think all joking and kidding aside, I think why so many women in their twenties have such unfulfilling sex yeah. is because, and, and obviously men do too, even in the way you're talking about it, right? Um, is because we know, because this is how society raises us, that um, men's egos are actually too fragile to, to say, I'm bringing this into the bedroom and this sex toy is to use your example. And like, my pleasure is worth it. My pleasure is important. So yeah, I mean, when I think about 
that's that period in my 20s where I was single in New York and I was like doing my thing, right? Um, my sex was frequent, um, but it wasn't as fulfilling, mail truck behind us, it wasn't as fulfilling as it is now, right? And I think that also is part of that growth, like you said. Sex is different, for sure. Yeah, and uh, a lot of that for men is programming. Locker rooms, pornography, uh, uh, scoreboard, uh, you know, size. Like, this is what it means to be a man yeah. and in the bedroom, um, performance, dominating, all of that stuff. And so um, that goes against um, bringing toys into the room and all of that. So... That, That's that, a whole other podcast yeah, slash conversation yeah, that we but, could definitely have. But still, it's still love. It's oh, no, it's love. love. But yeah. I think, I mean, I think there's just such a rich conversation there to yeah. be had. And I think we should have it, you know. So 30s, so if 20s is exploration, yeah. 30s is healing, rebirth, looking inward, looking inward, taking th- ownership, taking ownership, wanting something starting new, to. <laughs> wanting something new and different. Mm-hmm. Um, 30s is about investment, mm. right? 30s or 40s? You're still on 30s? I'm, I think 30s. Okay. I think okay. 30s. So now 40s, because um, you're going to be 40 in a couple weeks. Oh, shit. First of all. Oh, shit. First of all. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Um, I'm going to be 49. I'm going to be 38. Yeah, so no, crazy. not a couple okay. weeks. But um, um, 40s is, I think, at least for me, um, more spiritual. So 40s for me, uh, love, I see love as something that is greater than me. So I think 40s for me is more about um, connection uh, in a way where it's slowed down, focusing more on the space instead of something, instead of like me taking or wanting something. Uh, it's because I'm a lot more calmer. My hormones have, have calmed down. <laughs> um, it, it, it takes more to get excited. Um, I want to hold you and, and um, have meaningful conversations. Men develop like more estrogen as they get older. Yeah. Women develop more testosterone. Yeah. That's so that, biology. That's kind of what's happening. Um, and I think that's good. I think um, there's a maturity to that, you know, and then it creates um, an opportunity to, again, uh, a new love experience. That's going to be different than your 20s, and that's going to be different than your 30s. So you're saying 40s, so I'm going to say mid to late 30s yes, for me, yes. right? Um Yeah, I think you nailed it with the spiritual. I think it's the first time in my life that I've ever had this idea or even knew about this idea of like a conscious relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Which a lot of people are talking about, I think now, which is amazing. But What does that mean, conscious relationship? um, A conscious relationship to me would be a relationship that you're in where it is absolutely on the table at all times that both of you are fully committed to looking inward, owning what's yours, um, breaking patterns, you know, uh, shifting out of like generational trauma repeats, um, growing, getting more intimate, um, healing, like, you know, attachment wounds. I mean, all the things. And like, you're both fully committed to that, no matter how hard and intense and scary that actually might seem. Um, It's like, I am fully committed to speaking up and communicating my hurt feelings versus sweeping them under the rug and building resentment because I know that even though speaking up is the hardest thing in the world for me, that's what I want. That's the healing. That's the kind of, that's the conscious kind of relationship that I want. Yeah. And I think, um, that's happening because it's happening. Uh, it's what's happening in the world, which is why I was going to say on that, that what the way that we break it up, like let's say 20s, 30s, 40s, what I think is so amazing and like, um, makes me really hopeful is that I actually don't think with the generation beneath me, us, that um, 
it's happening in that 20s, 30s, 40s. I actually think you're seeing the conscious relationships happening, let's say in the 30s now, mm, right. um, or Which even the good. late 20s now, yeah. because this kind of work is out there. There's more access. And so people aren't having to wait until they're in their 40s to finally have a conscious relationship. They're well, like, no, I fucking want it now. Do you, you know? think that in your 20s you have the tools? Do you think you're ready? I think to... it depends on the person. Hmm. I think it depends on the person. And, and you know what we were saying earlier about how men tend to come, like they get on that journey a little bit later? I actually... I don't necessarily think that's biological. I think that's um, society, right? And so if society is shifting and men are now allowed and expected more to tap into emotion, um, be able to be more intimate, have these harder conversations, then then ideally, yes, it does shift back for both people, right? Now you don't have a bunch of like mid-20s women's being frustrated that men haven't caught up yet emotionally. Now you've actually got, um, again, heteronormatively here, now you've gotten both men and women kind of more on the same page at a younger age. And that to me is like, that just makes me so hopeful. For relationships. Yeah, I think what's exciting about today, uh, these kind of conversations, and um, you know, we just wrote a new book called "It's It's Not Me, It's You," and um, pulling the curtain back on our love. Um, what's exciting is uh, this idea of conscious love. Meaning, yeah. before I think uh, it was very hard, whether it's society, locker rooms, it doesn't matter um, um, of what's happening in the world. Uh, I mean, it does. That's big, yeah. a big part of it, but also our own personal journeys. Um, it wasn't conscious love. It was a, a lot of unconscious stuff happening, right? A lot of underneath, a lot of shadow. and um, It was like, am I sexually attracted to you? Are there sparks? Is there chemistry? Okay, yeah. like that, was, that was it. Like, that was what we had. Which, is, which is just skin hunger. Right. Right. Surface. Um, and part of that is hormonal. Mm-hmm, you know, sure. I, I got to be honest with you. It's important to be attracted you. to the oh person you're with, in, of in my, in my 20s, that's all I thought about was sex. In yeah. my 40s, I, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's just, just it's one part of my life, it's right? one part. And so that's a good way to put it. Um, it gives me more ability to be conscious. Um, it's like expecting, like for me, it would be like telling a 20-year-old to do something he didn't have the ability to do, right? But like Vanessa was saying, as the world changes and now this becomes the norm and now we want healthier better, more intimacy, show yourself vulnerability. Now that this has become, or is becoming the norm, um, I think she's right. I think that it, it's going to hit people younger and um, people in their 20s, uh, I think, now can develop tools and awareness. Yeah. And uh, this can, they can have, um, you know, the experiences that I'm thirsty for and having now much younger than me. Right. Which kind of pisses me off. No. We had to go through what we had to go through, right? Yeah. We are who we are because yeah. of that. So anyway, I want to end with um, challenging you, uh, maybe encouraging you to kind of redefine what love looks like. And if I was to say, um, are you loving consciously? What does that look like in your life? Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, Let's end with our definitions. I know you kind of gave yours. Uh, For me, loving consciously um, does take place on the spiritual plane loving consciously means um um um, more than you know um hormones and orgasms it means um creating safety it means connection to me it means you know uh the 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 speed bump where i could slow things down um it means holding instead of grabbing it means less control it means acceptance um yeah, and, and it's uh, it's new, and it's not. It's also not easy because there's parts of of me that um, still uh, um, crave the the high school slash twenty year, uh, year old love. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. Conscious relationships. Obviously I gave a really kind of in-depth conversation, but, uh, definition, but conscious relationships to me means owning my hundred percent and working towards interdependency versus mm. codependency mm-hmm. or hyper-independency, sure. kind of being on the opposite side of that spectrum. Secure attachment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. You will. Listen, if you are great at helping other people and you have a passion for that and you want to find personal freedom and level up the skills you already have, it's time to become a life coach. Journey coaching. When I became a coach, there was nothing like this out there. And so I developed this coaching training program alongside Noel Cordeaux, Journey Coaching. That's J-R-N-I. And it is amazing. It's 100% live. It's everything that I wish I had when I was starting out. Meaningful, evidence-based education, real people, real community, lifetime support, and business development. ICF certified. Just go to theangrytherapist.com, my website, and click on Become a Coach and explore the Journey Coaching Intensive. See you in class.